Hello and welcome to another episode of Rigori, the Italian football podcast. I'm Marco. And I'm Jad Carlo, struggling, <laughs> struggling to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, I, I am playing the role of the, the happy podcast host this week while Giancarlo is taking, Jinx is taking what I would normally say is uh, my role, the, the miserable one. But yeah, we have just witnessed um, Fiorentina Juve with uh, a victory for Juve, 1-0, but... Um, it was a fairly one-sided game, and not for Juve, unfortunately. Um, but they got—they did what they always do. They got their early goal and then defended resolutely. It was a funny game, though, watching it. I mean, I have to admit, I don't actively try and watch Juve these days um, because they play the way they do. But it, it was a game where I thought Fiorentina looked like, oh, well, one of these chances is going to go in. They're going to do something here, but it just... The, just getting past that last line of defence or something is it just proved too much. And obviously, that's Juve's whole game plan. But I was going to say, you didn't really need to see the score line because everyone knew if Juve win, it's 1 0. That's the, I mean, that, I think that was six clean sheets in a row, seven out of ten. And, and I mean, you know, in the end, Fiorentina couldn't find a way to break them down. It, it It's amazing to me that. One of Italy's greatest teams would be happy having thirty percent possession against you know a mid-table side. I, I think but, they had sixty-six passes in the first half. Uh, yeah, I mean you know, and 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 a handful of I mean you know their their first goal was well their shot was I don't remember Terracciano had another save to make until about the eighty-eighth minute or something. So it was really. You know, it was a one-sided, as you said, a one-sided affair, but they took their goal well. It was unfortunate for um, Parisi, who's a very good left-back, but was having to play right-back, and he got caught out. Yeah. And Kostic put in a good cross, and Miretti finished it well. Again, maybe Martinez Quarta should have done better. But for the spectacle of the game, that was the worst possible outcome, I think. Oh, at nil nil, it would have remained the same. I, mean, I don't think Yuffie would have changed their approach one iota if it had stayed nil nil. But to get to, to one nil obviously was a dream scenario. And Fiorentina knocked and knocked on the door, but Bremer very resolute. I mean, the the much maligned Lugani has has come in now and proved a stalwart for them. Chesney dealt with one free kick that, that Biragi had that was a, a good hit and then I think the best chance was probably a, a Ranieri header from a corner that flashed wide. I mean there weren't a lot of saves for Chesney to make and I suppose that speaks volumes about Juve's defensive qualities really that you know they are I mean I'd have to say if you put 10 men behind the ball, here's 10 outfield players, that does that does make it tricky. If you're into a didn't find a way, didn't have the subtlety. I was surprised that he started with Barak rather than Bonaventura, who would be a more cultured player to break them to break them down. There were a few surprising choices in the in the start eleven really for Fiorentina. But whatever, you know, they had eighty minutes, eighty five minutes to get an equaliser and they just couldn't get it. They, the, the game was also slightly overshadowed in the in the um, build up anyway by a protest from the Curva Fiesole who deserted their seats because of the floods in Florence. They felt the game shouldn't have been played. There's been a number of deaths and people are still sort of fighting to 
clear the mud from their homes or whatever, and, and they suggested that the game should have been delayed, but the Italian football authorities didn't delay the game. I mean, I'm not going to get into the rights and wrongs of that. I, I mean, it just it was a shame on the you know one of the biggest games of the year for Fiorentina not to have the hundred percent support of their of you know their most vocal supporters. I'm not suggesting that we'd have got them across the line. I don't I don't think so. What they really needed was was just a, a moment of brilliance, somebody to take a gamble, somebody to take a risk. There was a lot of passing it square and I think you they were pretty comfortable with a lot of it. But just when you get that much of the ball, that many balls in the box, that many moves yeah. you you, th- you think you're gonna stick one of them in the net. But I mean the end result was Juve move up to, you know, title contenders. It Absolutely. seems hard to seems hard to credit looking at them. But they, there you go. If if nobody else is good enough to work out how to beat a you know, a one nil counter attacking team, then they may they may go on and win it. And I was just going to ask, though, obviously Fiorentina did have a lot of chances and you've spoken there about Juve's defensive work, but it does seem to me that they're still struggling for a, a reliable striker. Beltran doesn't look that impressive to me, to be honest. And Zola was OK last season for Spezia and stuff, but doesn't seem to have made a big impact for Fiorentina there either. So, I mean, that... That looks like the obvious gap in the team for them at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think Beltran's a player. He scored one that was disallowed the other week, which was an absolute beauty um, against against Lazio earlier. <laughs> Let's not dwell on more misery because that was that was a 94th minute penalty that we didn't get to discuss in the that we didn't get to discuss on the podcast where uh, where the ball was headed off the back of the back of Milenkovic's arm and stupid stuck his arm out. But you're right, that that's you know, there's a lot of possession, there's a lot of control. There's not someone there dare I see uh, Dusan Vlaovic or the likes to finish it off although I don't know when the last time he scored the goal was either you know because in that UV set up you know it's not great for strikers but yeah Inzola looked more of a target there looked more of a man to hit but then you know he, he didn't I don't think he created a single chance and, mm-hmm. and Beltran likes the ball at his feet as I say I think there's a to me there's a nicer footballer in, in Beltran but whether Fiorentina are going to be the right team. But this is a recurring problem. And is it the striker? Is it the team? I don't know. Because Luka Jovic and, and Artur Cabral both had similar problems. And in fairness, neither of them has set the has set the heather alight since they um since they moved on. I mean we watched Jovic misfire for well barely touched the ball for for Milan over the weekend and Cabral's not exactly gone on to create things either so I think there is you know they, they don't create a lot of out and out chances for a striker they don't see a lot of ball it is about the overall team play and when they do play well um, like they did against uh, Kukariki or however it should be pronounced in the in the conference league it's everybody that gets yeah. goals, you know. It's defenders, midfielders. It's not the it's not the striker, but you know it would be a help in games like this where someone's hard to break down. If you did have a striker that just could barrel through them and get you a goal, that would make a difference. But at the moment, neither of them is doing that, so that is a that is a deficiency that's left you know Fiorentina now on the 
peripheries of the European race where maybe with someone like that in their team that was just more of a handful for defenders that you know they would be just a couple of steps higher up yeah and just in looking at the you said you were now title challenges which they definitely are <clears throat> Inter uh, won again went away to Atalanta a good win for them Napoli after us bad mouth and Rudy Garcia do seem to be hitting a bit of form um similar to last season but Milan seem to be going the other way and you know I just wondered whether losing at 1-0 at home to Udinese um, is Pioli going to be under pressure now do you think? I think he already is Marco I mean I think the chat it's just every week it seems to be Pioli good Pioli bad I mean it doesn't there doesn't seem to be any middle ground they seem to have lost a lot of supporters seem to have lost patience with him. I mean, it was a it was a turgid old game. They couldn't find a way to to break down Udinese, who then you know got a got a penalty and converted it, and you know that was end the story. And, and it took I mean it took forever for Milan to create a real chance. I think Giroud had a header in the, about the eighty eighth minute. But as I say, Jovic is not the answer to the problems. But the only thing I would say in Pioli's defence is that I just don't think it's that good a squad of yeah. players. I mean, I think it wasn't that great when it won the title. I mean, it was it was better than it is now. I think they've taken a punt on a lot of players. But they are sort of, you know, they are kind of misfits, oddballs, hopefuls. You know, it, it, he's having to wrestle with a team that, is not, uh, in, to my eyes anyway, it's not that, you know, you've got Florenzi having to come in there, you're relying on Pulisic, who we know unfortunately has a lot of injury problems, can be can be brilliant, Reinders might be great, you know, they were raving about him in the mm. opening weeks, but the, the expectation level at Milan is gigantic, you know, I mean, obviously they set the bar pretty high when Arrigo Sacchi and Fabio Capello were in charge, but those days are gone, and it, you know, he's not got the same weapons at his disposal. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think they are getting tired with him. And maybe, you know, having seen, you know, he had a good spell at Fiorentina purely as a coach and then eventually just kind of ran out of steam. And maybe this is the same thing in Milan. Maybe they are running out of steam. But I'm slightly dubious that many other managers would get, you know, much greater returns out of this squad. They rely on Olivier Giroud, who, you know, is an underrated striker, is a good, good player. I, I like him, but, you know, he is what he is. He was rejected by the Premier League a number of seasons ago, and that, that tells its own kind of story. I, I think they've got a decent squad. I think that, you know, they shouldn't be losing at home to Udinese. That That's a yeah. given. Um, but, you know, I just, I'm not entirely sure where Milan fans think that team should be. And it's, you know, I, I just think they, they kind of, they, they did really well in the Champions League last time and that maybe set expectations of moving on. But he's brought in a lot of new players and they'll take time to settle and, you know, just a few injuries as well. It's a difficult, it's a difficult balancing act. But aye, that was, you know, it was, I think now the fans seem to have, turned against them entirely and that you know the days of Pioli's on fire have long since yeah. been extinguished. Question is who who they as you say, it doesn't really matter who they bring in. I'm not convinced anyone could do that much with that squad, certainly not win the title. But <clears throat> um 
looking down at the bottom end of the table, there was a big game between Cagliari and Genoa, which, uh, you know, two promoted teams. Cagliari had a tough start to the season, but they ended up coming out on top in that one to pull themselves out of the relegation zone, actually. So, uh, you know, we did say a, a, a few weeks ago that although they hadn't had a great start, they were helped by other teams around them not doing great, and it does seem that that, has, that is coming true. Yeah, no, definitely. You can you can crawl out of that mire quite quickly with not with not very much as as Calgary have that amazing game that we spoke about, and it's obviously been a a catalyst for for something because another win, and they've leapt, you know, almost out of trouble. And I think it speaks volumes just to speak of another struggling side, Verona, that haven't won a game for, I, I think it's something like since the uh, the end of August, I think was the last time yeah. that they, they won a game. And yet they're still hovering above the relegation zone because, you know, they had a couple of wins and a couple of draws, but they haven't won for, for weeks. And, you know, another another defeat and a pretty poor one at, at, Mon- at home to Monza. Um, this weekend, and you know, it, it just shows that your the bar's pretty low down at that bottom end of the table. You know, Salernitana. There's a, a fair few Empoli. You know, there's a fair few teams that have gathered very few points in these opening rounds. So I think that that's the lifeline for all strugglers, really. Even Salernitana, I think now bottom of the table. You know, if if it can click for you, you literally need two good games in a yeah. row. And you can and you can clamber you can clamber out of it and even Udinese that we mentioned there you know they were struggling along draw after draw after draw and I had I had a terrible pun that had worked out for I, I thought they finally managed to wake up and smell the trophy. As a new manager, so um, <laughs> they got the result. They finally got a, because they're the, the draw specialists. They did like seven draws, and this um, finally managed to. But it, it, aye, it, it's certainly not going to take a great run from any one of those teams um, to haul themselves out. But you do need to have that. You do need to have that run, and then obviously you need to build on it. So to see which team, which teams are going to be relegated, is a pretty tough shout at the moment because yeah. there's I'd say there's at least five, six, maybe seven teams that are contenders for those for those bottom three spots. Yeah, no, definitely. There's uh, <coughs> they're they're all much of a muchness, I feel. So yeah, it'll probably go on for the full season. But um dipping down into Serie B as we always do, um my team Venezia got another big win yesterday, um and it was another Brilliant play from Magic Johnson. The, the, I saw uh, this. I saw yeah. this. I was going to see. Would will I have to finally ditch my Dennis No Menace <laughs> tagline for him? Because it, it was a, a lovely assist. Yeah, what was it? It was Tesman played a long ball to him, and he killed the ball dead with his first touch, and then played a no look pass a la sort of Giladino in the two thousand and six semi final or something through to Buzio, who finished it well. Um, it, it wasn't a great game, in truth. Um, Ternana are struggling near the bottom of the table in Serie B. It is a game, you know, if if we're serious about wanting to get promoted, that we wanted to win. Um, and, you know, we did. We came away with it. That was the important thing. It wasn't the best performance, but that's fine. Uh, as it happened, other results went our way as well. Um, Modena beat Catanzaro uh, in Catanzaro. 
and um, Samp of all teams finally got a win against Palermo, who seem to have, have hit a slightly rougher patch of form now. So, um, yeah, we're now sitting second on our own. Parma got another win, and look, you know, they're five points ahead. They, they're looking good, I think, for for promotion at, the, at this stage, anyway. So, yeah, it, it was a it was a it was a big win, and next week it's uh, Catanzaro, so that's that's a big game at the top that, of the table. That's a big game, yeah. No, they, they've been one of the surprise packages, a lot of possession, a lot of shots. I noticed there is a bit of a setback for them this this weekend. The, the other team on the rise are Cremonese, yeah. in the form in the form which they had a resounding a three 0 win over Spezia. I think is something that. You know, deserve to sit up and pay a bit of attention and twelve points in their last six games or something. So they're they're clearly making a move up the table. And as you see, bit of breathing space for Pirlo with Samp finally getting getting a win. That man, Fabio Borini, getting the goal. From yep. Some Liverpool fans may remember his his glorious spell at, at Anfield. So oh, you know, they, yeah. One of these players, as I said before, that I was sure had retired years ago. But clear, <laughs> he probably not. should have. He probably should have. But there you go. They keep on. They keep on keeping on. But yeah, no. That, as I say, I, I watched the highlights from the Venezia game, and it looked. It, to be honest with you, it looked a wee bit more heavy weather than Ternana's about the poorest form team with Serie mm-hmm. B. I think you know it looked a bit more heavy weather than it should have been. A few, a few good saves from your. From your goalie in that one, but a lovely, lovely goal to worthy of winning, worthy of winning any game really, mm-hmm. and at least it meant that one of us had a happy weekend. So I think that's got to be that's exactly. got to be welcome. And you know what they always say, you know, you've got to you've got to grind out the results as well, even against these poor teams. So yeah, uh, no, it, ab- it w- absolutely no one nil. It's the it's the new six <laughs> nil. <laughs> Just learning from the, from you there. from the masters, exactly. from the masters, from the future Serie A champions. So you know that. What, what can you do? Who, who if Fiorentina got up next? Because I'm I'm not, I'm worried about the future of this podcast. If... Yeah, well, I I am worried too. I'm worried too. I'm, I think it could be Bologna next on the horizon. I think which that's a tough game because I, I wanted to give Bologna a wish. Shout out really because they they are now I think that's ten Serie A games undefeated and they've got a nice little it, they downed Lazio which was something that Fiorentina were incapable of doing despite a, a brilliant first half against Lazio and Lazio came into the second half but Fiorentina were very dominant in that game but Bologna got the job done our man Lewis Ferguson Fergie with the with the goal but but. Joshua Zerkzy looks a player yeah. uh, set up the goal um, with a nice assist. And Orsolini is in great form as well. So they've got a lovely little triangle there. I mean, I think probably they'd be praying that, you know, none of those get injured and they'd probably be praying also that they keep Thiago Motta because I think he keeps getting linked with, with various jobs, you know, so they, somebody might try and tease him away in due well, course maybe. but for yeah uh, yeah well but for for the time being though yeah. um yeah indeed that you know uh, uh, that might not be such a daft option you know especially as i say if they are going to dump purely but it, that looks like a tough game um you know they, they're certainly in, in good good form and they just had just a good unit a good well-organized team and as i say this this attacking trio are just, you know, they've clicked really well and they work really well as a, a unit. Obviously Ferguson sits a bit a bit deeper, but Xerxes up top looks a, 
looks a handful, skillful and sort of imposing physically. And then you've got Orsolini, who's, you know, a, a player that's annoyed me over the years with, with not sort of delivering on his on his talent. But, you know, he has undoubtedly got talent and, and, and ability. So, you know, if you can exploit that, then, you know, that they're, they're you know, I, I think are they up into sixth place now? They're having a really, really good season and uh, you know maybe doing doing the unexpected things that Fiorentina aren't doing I guess and well, finding let's, finding the net. Let's just hope that that, that Gio has an off day. Uh, <laughs> I'll be keeping my I'll be keeping my fingers crossed for that. I can't remember if that, if that is the net or there might be a fixture in between that but anyway they're yeah. certainly on collision course for uh, and that'll be a I guess that's a Europa League Six yeah. pointer, I guess, <laughs> on the on the horizon. So we've got that to, that to look forward to. It, but it, it is Bologna next. But then yeah. you've got the easy game against Milan. So. Oh well, yeah. ah, well, hopefully Pioli hangs on then for <laughs> for that one. We like to be the kind of the the manager killer, the coach killer. Yeah. So you know, if 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 he could just if he could just hang about till then, get a good result against Paris Saint Germain. Uh, through the week and everybody yeah. will have forgotten how bad you've been up till now <laughs> and then just hang on to that point and then you can pack your bags and find a find a new job. That would be that's the ideal that's the ideal scenario. But I mean not to go well what the hell. Just to go back to Fiorentina one more one more time. I, I wasn't that I mean although I mean depressed by the result. Um, I, I still thought the football that was played in the initiative I'd yeah. rather I'd rather have them trying to play that way but you're right the the only thing is to um, and you know this was a criticism against Lazio as well really you have to get goals when you're on top you know and, and the same way they had you know it was almost like a training exercise they had 80 minutes of being on top there and couldn't find the net you know so there's definitely there's an issue there there's an issue there for them against you know smaller teams as well that they struggle to break down at times um, and and Italiano needs to needs to do that when they're when they're good they're great the, the European games have been well the, that last European game was really good but you know they they need to work out more ways to to break mm-hmm. down to break down sides and you know maybe just be a bit more a bit more nasty or something I don't know what the what the element is and it might just be something that clicks and they and they start doing it or it may be just about it's another season of kind of mid table mediocrity but hopefully not. Hopefully not, for the sake of this podcast. Um, well, uh, that that's, I think, enough from us rambling on this week. Uh, we will bring it to a close. But if you enjoyed it, please do follow, subscribe, uh, all of these things. Tell people about the podcast. That's always very helpful. But otherwise, we will speak to you next week after... Fiorentina's great victory against Bologna. Hopefully. It's going to be a 5-4 humdinger because at least Bologna will try to come out their own half. <laughs> we'll speak to you then. We'll speak to you then, Marco.